0: Father, we give you praise and thanks for the good news. Jesus is alive. He's still alive. And this day is totally His. And Because we receive the good news of the resurrection, we belong to Him and we are new people. We ask, Father, come and be with us. Come and be here to help us be awake so that death would have no power over us, that we would know... Uh, the victory over all temptation that comes at us, that we would know the purpose and the dream you have for us, that we could be the people you want us to be, come and wake us this morning to the good news and the truth of what it means to have Jesus Christ alive every single day. Father, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you go ahead and have a seat this morning. Well, call by name takes the seat. All right, got some good news for you today. You ready for the good news? Here it is. He's alive. Yeah, he's still alive. That's that's awesome stuff for us, right? I mean, we got together uh, last Sunday and uh, we had an awesome last you know Easter Sunday and and uh, got to just celebrate that incredible announcement that uh, Jesus is alive, that he has risen. But you know, when we get together today, it's it's to be able to get together and make the same proclamation be able to make that same announcement to be able to just rejoice again in the good news that Jesus is alive and not only is he alive on one day but he is still alive right and that's really what Easter is all about is is for us to acknowledge that Jesus not only came out of the grave on one day but Jesus was alive yesterday and he's alive today and guess what he's going to be alive tomorrow and forever absolutely right yeah, he's alive. This is awesome, great stuff for us. It makes all the difference for us. And yet we live in a world that tries to discount the reality of what it means for Jesus to be alive. Do you remember last week I showed you this uh, picture and asked you, okay, so what is that? And, and right away the instant response was everybody looked at that leaning tower part there and said it is the leaning tower of Pisa, right? Yeah. You know what's really interesting, though? If you look the picture again, Uh, Which is the bigger building of the two? Yeah, the cathedral next to the tower. The tower is only the bell tower. That's all it is. It's the bell tower. What's next to it is this incredible, gorgeous, fantastic cathedral that was built on an incredibly strong and firm foundation. So often we get together and we miss the reality of what it means to be able to say, that Jesus is alive, that we make Easter Sunday just a one-time deal and just say, well, okay, done that, Easter's over. No, Easter's not over. Jesus is still alive. Don't miss the cathedral. Don't miss this huge, beautiful reality of what it means for us to celebrate that Jesus is alive yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? Because it's true. What we get together and celebrate is the truth that Jesus is alive. And because it's true that he's alive, it means it's still Easter. When you wake up tomorrow morning, it's still going to be Easter. And the day after that, it's still going to be Easter because Jesus is still going to be alive. That's what Paul tries to tell us in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, My friends, I want you to remember the message that I preached and that you believed and trusted. Now look at verse 2. You'll be saved by this message if you, hold it, if you hold firmly to it. Now, notice he says that message isn't just a one-time one deal, right? It's not a one-day deal. You've got to hold firmly to it. How often? Just for one day? No, every day, right? You've got to hold firmly to it every single day. When your feet hit the ground tomorrow morning, you've got to hold firmly to the message and the news that Jesus is alive. Easter happened. Every time we wake up, every time we enter a new tomorrow, we enter that tomorrow under the good news and the message that Jesus is alive. He says you hold firmly to it, and that message saves us. It makes every tomorrow different because we can wake up tomorrow and say Jesus is alive. How do we know we can say that? We can say it because it's true, and we have the evidence to point to the reality and the truth that Jesus is alive. You know, out there in the world, we Christians, Christ followers, we get a lot of pushback on folks and say, yeah, well, you know, I'm just not so sure about this whole Jesus rising thing. Have you had that conversation with a non-Christian person? And you say, well, you know, look, he rose from the dead. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, I'm not sure I just kind of get or buy into this whole Jesus rising kind of thing. Well, you are in such a great position, Christ follower, to be able to share with them the truth and the reality that Jesus rose. The evidence of Jesus's resurrection is absolutely overwhelming. If you just look at that Easter Sunday experience and the amount of times it occurs, the evidence is just overwhelming. First and foremost is when you look at the empty tomb, it was empty because his body was gone, right? His body was gone. And that's our first evidence that this Easter we celebrate is true and that's why it makes a difference. It says in Luke 24, when they found the stone rolled away from the entrance, they went in. But they didn't find what? The body, the body of our Lord. It was missing. The body was gone. Every account has them going in. John 20, Simon Peter got up. He went there and uh, he looked into the tomb and he saw strips of cloth and he saw the piece that was over Jesus' face. It was all rolled up nice and neat, but guess what was missing? Jesus' body was missing when he went there as well. Or we can go to Matthew 28 when that angel came, rolled the stone, and notice the invitation the angel gives to the women on that first Sunday. Come, see the place where his body was lying. What did the angel want him to do? Just get your nose right into it, people. Get right in there. Get, go right in there. Get your nose as close as it needs to get to see the truth that Jesus is alive. Why? Because his body is not here. The Easter we celebrate, we celebrate every single day because we have the evidence that Jesus really is alive. He really is alive. Now we know that when he died on Good Friday, his body went into the tomb. There's no doubt about that. Nobody argues that. Uh, The Romans verified it. Joseph of Arimathea goes to Pilate, asks for the body of Jesus. Pilate's Surprised he's, de- he's dead so quickly, the Romans check it out and say, yep, okay, he's dead. And they release the body to Joseph of Arimathea. So we know Jesus' body came went into the tomb, and we know from every account that when they went to the tomb, the body was missing. Now, there's been attempts at trying to discount that. There's been, uh, from the very beginning, stories out there about how they stole the body, they did this, or did that. This goes into uh, Matthew uh, 28 when uh, the, the guards finally get their act together and they go and explain what happens. And the chief priests pay him off and they say, Tell everyone that Jesus' disciples came during the night and stole his body while you were asleep. And if you have problems with the governor, don't worry, we'll smooth it over. Soldiers took the money, they did what they were told. The Jewish people still tell each other this story. What's the point? There's going to be all kinds of reasons and rationales out there in the world by folks who don't know the truth about Jesus who try to explain away the reality that Jesus rose from the dead, but they can't do it. You just can't do it. Why can't you do it? Because his body was missing. What you need to do is next time you're in a conversation with somebody who's questioning the resurrection of Jesus is just ask him that question you always ask after you watch a magician right? You know, you this last week I had a chance to watch a magic show and they're doing all the tricks. What's the question that always happens when the trick is over and your mouth is kind of hanging on the floor and you pick it back up, you always say how did he do that, right? Yeah, how did he do that? I mean, I'm watching, him going wait a minute, one guy went in the box, a girl comes out of the box, how did this happen, right? How did they do that? I mean, this is the question, how did if Jesus didn't rise from the dead how'd they do that? And there is no other explanation. There is just no other explanation because his body was missing. It went in, and on Resurrection Sunday, it wasn't there. It's, the evidence is obvious. Jesus rose from the dead. Our faith is grounded on an evidence that Jesus is alive yesterday, today, and he's going to be alive tomorrow. Not only do we get the evidence of his body not being there, But we got tons of eyewitnesses to the reality of Jesus rising again and appearing to people all over the place. John 20 appears to Mary Magdalene. Luke 24, there's two guys on the road to Emmaus that he appears to. John 21, he appears by the lake of uh, Tiberias and cooks up some fish and some breakfast for the folks, right? Uh, And we can just uh, look at the disciples themselves. Uh, They were... In a room, they got the room all locked up. The doors are locked, the windows are locked, and then it says, Suddenly Jesus appeared in the middle of the group, and he greeted them, and he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples saw the Lord. Jesus just keeps showing up in people's lives after uh, the resurrection. And not only just the one time, but notice he does it again a week later. The disciples were gathered again, and Thomas was with them this time, and Jesus shows up. He just keeps showing up. So much so that Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 15, Christ appeared to Peter, then to the twelve. After this, he appeared to more than how many? 500 other followers. Not a bad witness pool, would you say? Not a bad witness pool. He got over 500 people who saw the resurrected Jesus. We got the body gone, and we got eyewitnesses all over the place, who, who uh, saw Jesus after the resurrection. And it happened not just Easter Sunday, but it happened for 40 days. That's the witness of Acts. It says, For 40 days after Jesus had suffered and died, He proved in many ways that He's been raised from death. The body is gone. We get the eyewitnesses over and over again for 40 days that Jesus is raised from the dead. When we're talking to folks who don't know the truth about the resurrection, we have all kinds of opportunity to be able to say, listen, he, ra- he was raised from the dead. His body was gone. We got eyewitnesses all over the place. And we have the reality that people's lives were changed after the resurrection. Before the resurrection, we have this guy, Peter. And do you remember when Jesus was arrested and Peter followed and he's in a garden and he's worn himself by the, fo- by the fire? And a servant girl comes to him and accuses him of being a follower of Jesus. And what does he do? He cowers and says, I don't know the man. Right? Three times he is intimidated by a servant girl. And three times he denies Jesus openly and the cock crows. Right? So this is Peter before the resurrection. This is Peter after the resurrection. Peter stood with the 11 apostles and spoke in a loud and clear voice to the crowd. Friends, and everybody else living in Jerusalem, listen carefully to what I have to say. How did his life change? He went from being intimidated by a a servant girl to standing in the middle of the whole city of Jerusalem and saying, I don't care who hears it, I want everybody to know it. Would you say his life was changed? Awesome, isn't it? Absolutely, and we see this over and over again in all of the disciples. Remember when Jesus was arrested? All the disciples ran. After the resurrection, all those disciples lived these impactful lives that make a difference in the kingdom of heaven, and they are ready to give up their life for the sake of the risen Jesus Christ. And they did it. Matthew, he's killed in Ethiopia. Mark dragged through the streets until he was dead. Peter, Simon, Andrew, Philip, they were crucified. James was beheaded. Bartholomew was flayed alive Thomas was was pierced with lances James was thrown down from the temple and stoned to death Jude was shot to death with arrows Paul was boiled in hot oil and beheaded and John spent his life imprisoned on the island of Patmos how could these guys be changed? they were changed by a simple message Jesus is alive yesterday Jesus is alive today and Jesus is going to be alive when? tomorrow that's what we celebrate And that's what these lives, these changed lives, were willing to lay their life down for. The truth that Jesus is alive. And it's that truth that gets us up every day and makes our lives have the opportunity to be like theirs. That our lives can be difference maker kind of lives. That we can live the same impactful life. Why? Because Jesus is alive. He was alive yesterday. He's alive today. And he's going to be alive tomorrow. In John 20 it says... Jesus worked many other miracles for, for his disciples. Not, not all of them are written in this book. Not everything Jesus did is in the Bible. But these are written so that you will put your faith in Jesus as the Messiah and the Son of God. If you have faith in him, you will have what? True life. Notice it says true life, not just life. You're going to have true life. You're going to have resurrection life. You see, that's what the resurrection means. Jesus is still alive. And if Jesus is still alive, it means there's hope for my life to be alive. Really, truly alive. What's it mean? If you need to have your marriage resurrected, that's possible because Jesus is alive. If you need to have some of your relationships forgiven and renewed and get back in a healthy place, it's possible. Why? Why? Because Jesus is alive. If, if your career needs to be resurrected and you need to get in a new direction in your life, it's possible. Why? Because Jesus is alive. We can go through all those circumstances of your life that are astray from where God wants you to be. And in each of those circumstances, because Jesus is alive, the possibility now exists for your life to go to a different place and be at a different level. Because Jesus is alive yesterday, and He's alive today, and He's going to be alive tomorrow. That's often the one we miss, I think. Not only did He rise from the dead there, not only do we celebrate it today, but when you're ready to wake up tomorrow morning, Jesus is already alive in your tomorrow. He's already alive in your tomorrow. It means the possibility for your life to be impactful and make a difference is always there. And it starts in the same place. Just receive the good news. Just receive the good news that Jesus is alive. And surrender to the power of the resurrection in your life. Just surrender your life. Let it go into that tomb with Him and die there and come out completely new and completely different. Now some of you this morning may be saying, Okay, that was a great message, Pastor. Thanks so much. But, you know, everything you used was all from the Bible. And all my non-Christian friends, they just hear that and say, yeah, 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 you're just using the Bible to prove your point. Okay? Do you hear that? I hear that. Yeah, you're just using the Bible to prove your point. Let me show you one last uh, place. It comes from a guy named Josephus who was a Jewish historian who wrote the Antiquity of the Jews. And uh, here's what Josephus writes in his Antiquities. Now there was about this time Jesus, a wise man, if it be lawful to call him a man, for he was a doer of wonderful works, a teacher of, of such as men uh, receive the truth with pleasure. He drew over to him both many of the Jews and many of the Gentiles. He was the Christ. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of principal men, men amongst us, had contemned him to the cross, those that loved him at the first did not forsake him, For he appeared to them alive again the third day. What did he say? For he appeared to them again alive the third day, as the divine prophets had foretold these and 10,000 other wonderful things concerning him, and the tribe of Christians so named from him are not extinct to this day. Here you have a Jewish writer, a Jewish historian, a a piece of writing outside of the scriptures that says, And confirms the same thing. What? Jesus is alive yesterday. Jesus is alive today. And guess what? Jesus is going to be alive tomorrow. And because he's alive tomorrow, our lives have all the possibility we could possibly imagine. Our lives have all the possibility because Jesus is alive. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today and... uh, we just thank you for the great news. We just want to live in that news every single day, every single moment, to just stand in that news that says, Jesus is alive. He's alive. And because he's alive, our lives can be incredible. Because he's alive, we can know forgiveness. Because he's alive, our relationships can be renewed. Because he's alive, your dream for us continues. Because he's alive, he's already working in our tomorrows. Father, we thank you that Jesus lives and that every day we can face a new day knowing that Jesus is in the midst of it. And if he can conquer the grave, he can conquer anything going on in our lives. And so we just release it all to you now. We give ourselves completely to you. We give ourselves completely and we hold firmly to the good news that Jesus rose from the dead, that our lives might be truly truly alive. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.